Hi, everybody. Uh, this is Geeks Worldwide presents Press and Key. I'm, of course, your host, Michael Schluger, and we have a fantastic show for you tonight. Let me introduce the crew. We have Josh Irwin. Howdy. And Yahel. Hello. Good to have you, man. Uh, so, lots of stuff to talk about. Okay. So, obviously, the big story, I think, on everyone's mind is E3's open. E3 just finished this past weekend. Um, Josh and I covered the um, Microsoft and the Sony uh, presentations. Uh, but one thing we didn't cover was Nintendo because Nintendo didn't really, it, it had a sort of presentation, right? It did a 30 minute thing in the middle of the day. Uh, so both of us were at work or were, 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 uh, at our day job, so we couldn't cover it properly. Uh, but a lot, a lot of people came away feeling really jazzed about their presentation. It was only 30 minutes long. Um, so uh, half of Sony's and more than, you know, I think I think Xbox went like an hour and a half or something like that. Mm -hmm. So very, very short. But a lot of people came away really, really positive about it. Before, before I start talking about it, what did you two think of Nintendo's presentation? Want to go first, Josh? Or no, go for it. Um, it was okay. I, uh, I, I've been like so let down by the Switch that like nothing <laughs> they can do really excites me right now. Um, I think Mario Odyssey looks awesome, though. I, I gotta say, yes. Um, and I'm very excited about that. Um, I'm not excited about playing it on a Switch, but <laughs> I, and I think therein lies the problem for me, at least personally. But um, it, it was good. I, I, I mean. I like that it was short. I like that it was concise. I like that it didn't it didn't feel like they were stretching things out. Like like uh, I went back and I watched some of uh, Microsoft's one. God, it just felt like it went on forever and ever and ever. You know, it was and it was very boring. It was a, it was a long walk for like a drink of water or however that goes. <laughs> like like it just went on and on. So I, I'm I'm excited about a couple of the games that they announced. Uh, but again, I, I'm just I'm just I I'm a little down about the Switch hardware. But that's just my own personal. You're in the right place, Yahel. We've been down about the Switch hardware since day one. I like the Switch hardware, but uh, that, uh, that well, he, he's a convert. He got one, and I got uh, one, and I love it. It's a, it's a, although admittedly traitor. I haven't touched it. Although admittedly I haven't touched it in like a month, oh. but uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, Mario Kart Eight is fantastic. Breath of the Wild is fantastic. Yeah. And, yeah. But uh, there's not much more to play on there, and ARMS doesn't interest me at all. But anyway, that said, um, I think the Nintendo press conference was fine. Um, I, I guess my problems with it were I didn't see anything really new. I mean, they showed a little bit more of Mario Odyssey. Um, the They showed a logo that looked like it was thrown together that morning for Metroid Prime 4. Right? Oh, that it looked <laughs> It looked awful. It looked like something I would have made in high school to like fool people or something. Um, <laughs> but uh, it, it's funny. The thing about Nintendo's press conference is the thing that made the most buzz uh, other than Mario Odyssey was the re-release or that remake of uh, Metroid Prime 2 or Metroid 2 uh, that's coming out for the, the 3DS. That right. was the thing that all the news agencies were talking about. And it wasn't even at their press conference. It was in the Treehouse event. So, I don't know what that tells you. 
I will say this. I, f- I feel that um, Nintendo has set the bar um, fairly low for their fans. So anytime Nintendo like tosses them a bone, they just go apeshit, man. They just yeah. go insane. Um, so, you know, I, I agree with you about the um, the Metroid Prime logo. Like so many people are like, oh my God, another Metroid Prime. Yes, finally, blah, blah. I'm like, it's just the logo. Like, it's, And not it's, even a good looking one at the end. It's two years out. Like, why are you getting excited? There's, you know, nothing in the foreseeable future for this thing right. at all. Yeah, um, I read. Is it true? I, so I read that it's not even development hasn't even started. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. It, literally a logo. Um, and then and then they also made that Pokemon announcement. And it was literally just a dude sitting behind the desk saying, "We're working on it. There's going to be another Pokemon." Like yeah, really, it, a shock. <laughs> like, no shit. There's going to be another Pokemon. Like they'd have to be crazy not to make one another right. one. So that yeah, wasn't that- like you know surprising news or anything like that um i i will agree with you guys uh that mario odyssey looks really really good and mm-hmm. uh i totally will admit they had two different streams of it during e3 that were about 30 minutes each where they showed off different areas of it i watched both of those streams it looks so fucking good um and i'm i just came away really impressed that Considering how old the franchise is, the fact that they're still able to come up with like a fresh idea, a fresh take mm-hmm. on it is just wow. Um, other things about it, though, certain aspects of it did make me feel very cynical, like all the amiibo that they're releasing tied to the game. Why? Why? Why are they, Why is amiibo still a thing? But that's that's a whole different conversation. Um, and then we had a. A new Kirby game announcement that looked like it was going to take advantage of the Switches. Uh, I, I thought it looked cool. Honestly, my favorite Kirby game is the one that came out for the 64 because it let you mix two powers together. It was really, really cool. And they've never done that since. And I was like, that's such a brilliant idea. Why haven't you done it? But it looks like you could kind of do it in this one with different you know, players. So that's kind of cool. Um, Yoshi looked sort of like it had a very uh, little big planet feel to it to me. Like yeah, very big planet much. crossed with Paper Mario. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I and then of course uh, Fire Emblem. But Fire Emblem looks to that me like... horrible. Yeah, well, it looks okay. But I mean, it's, it's what you see is what you get. There's going to be no yeah. depth to that game. Um, it it looks like Hyrule Warriors reskinned. And mm-hmm. uh, have you two played Hyrule Warriors at all? A little. Yeah, yeah, same here, just a little. So I will tell you right now, it is super fun for the first 10 hours or so. After that, you realize that that's it. You've hit, you've hit peak Hyrule Warriors, and everything mm-hmm. else is just a rinse and repeat of whatever you've experienced in those 10 hours and then the game loses all interest for you I, I, I do think we should mention uh mario cross rabbits oh that, yes because that actually looks really good it's like XCOM with mario right um now it that trailer was a little weird uh i mean mario is following a roomba for some strange reason 
It's um, a little robot that happens to resemble a Roomba, yes. He's following a Roomba for some reason. And also <laughs> something something that I noticed in the in the very first part of the trailer, which it's probably just my own mind that saw it, but when the peach rabbit meets the actual peach, he smells her. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't notice that. Uh, go back and watch it because I didn't notice it, but it's been pointed out to me several times. So like was, people have noticed. <laughs> it's really it's really bad. It's kind of like the original Dragon Ball when Goku smells uh, uh Bulma or whatever. But uh, interesting. Yeah, it was it was it was very French. We'll just put it that way. It was very well, French. I mean, <laughs> I have to say, I have to say, I am super surprised that Nintendo is stepping outside of their incredibly small small box mm-hmm. and and reaching out across the island working with ubisoft because the announcement wasn't made on nintendo's presentation it was made during ubisoft's presentation and that's a big deal oh that's right mind. isn't it yeah yeah you're right yeah and that's a big deal in my mind the fact that nintendo i mean the closest i can come up with it was their collaboration with squeenix for Super Mario, Super Mario RPG. RPG. Yep. That's the last yeah. time that I'm aware of that I can think of of them collaborating with another studio. Mm-hmm. I can't think of any others off the top of my head. You two are welcome to. It's been a long time. It's been a very, very long time. Um, so that's really cool. And I and I, you know, I think it's gonna be beneficial to both companies. It, it looks fun. It looks like, you know, an approachable sort of easy to grasp XCOM style. Yeah. yeah. We got a we got a Nintendo relevant question. It says Jason Smith asks if Super Mario Odyssey Odyssey is an RPG. Um it doesn't look like it. No, it is not. Not an RPG at all. Um you do have the power to possess uh certain objects, which is kind of cool. That's basically like the gist of it. So they showed off that you could possess a dinosaur, you can possess another human, you could possess electricity. Um, and they talked about how the game was developed. They basically tried all these concepts out. Like they tried to make these little vertical slices where they tried to just program Mario doing weird stuff and see what was fun. And then they just kind of tossed it together. Um, it looks really cool, honestly. Yeah, I think it looks really good too. Yeah, and so and they claim that the game is going to be really long, that there's going to be a lot of collectibles. Um, the other interesting thing I noticed about the game was this is the first Mario game that I'm aware of that doesn't have lives, not counting like the RPG or whatever. Hmm. Universe, but, uh, there's no lives. You just will lose some coins every time you die. Um, and the other thing that was really cool that they mentioned was that in games like Super Mario 64 and uh, Super Mario... Um, What's the one that the, where he has the water pack? Uh, Sunshine? Sunshine. Is that, am, I, am I remembering that Sun, correctly? I think so. Yep, Sunshine. Yep. Sun, yeah. So in, in those in those games, um, every time you got the collectible MacGuffin, where, where, whether it was a star or a shine or whatever, it took you out of the level and you had to re-enter the level to hunt down the additional shines. They made the point of saying that won't happen this time. You will just stay in the level and keep looking for the magical MacGuffin, which... In this case, is a is a moon, like a little mini moon that you find. But yeah, no, it looks it looks great. Um, we didn't see too much uh, outside of Metroid. We didn't see too many two th- two three DS announcements. 
So a lot mm -hmm. of people are pointing that as, and certainly none in the 30 minute main presentation. So a lot of people are pointing at that and basically saying like, you know, it's dead. Like this is the, this is the uh, warning sign that mm -hmm. they're about to drop, you know, the 3DS line basically. Mm -hmm. Um, do you guys agree with that? Or are you, or are you expecting, oh, and uh, also I was going to toss out Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Was that, did that look good to anyone? It looks fine. I, I yeah, I, I mean. That's how I feel about, yeah, like it looked okay. Like I just feel, I felt underwhelmed uh, outside of Mario Odyssey. Like I just kind of felt underwhelmed. Mm. I guess mm -hmm. is the best way to put it. Yeah. 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 Xenoblade, like it even, like even all of the voice actors sounded exactly the same. So there was this weird thing where it didn't feel like another Xenoblade game or a sequel or anything. It felt like, it felt like they were showing the same old game. I just forgot how it looked completely or something. Like it was a little, it was a little strange, but uh, yeah, no, it doesn't. It, I, I will play it, but it, it, I'm not excited about it right now. Yeah, it looked it looked kind of standard to me as well. the 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 thing that really popped out at me was really odd. But the female protagonist has just really huge breasts, like they're massive, comically large. And I was just like, it just looked jarring to me because like it would be totally normal and acceptable in like 2000 or whatever. But it just it felt kind of out of place that they were just really really yeah. big. Um, it just looked weird to me. Uh, but anyway, so I, I get the feeling that we're all on the same page here that like you guys liked it, but you're not as crazy about it as all the Nintendo fanboys that I've seen on the internet just like gushing. Yeah, about there was it. certainly nothing that made me say that's why I bought a Switch. <laughs> <laughs> and it's 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 honestly it's a bit of um, you know it's it's a bit of a dry desert. We've got Splatoon coming out, which. I don't think appeals to anyone here, but it is popular, so we'll we'll give them that. I mean, it's gonna sell well. People want that game, and that's I accept that. Um, and then we've got Fire Emblem, the Fire Emblem game, which by the way is also coming to the 3DS, which makes me question how good the graphics are are going to be if they can port the same game from the 3DS to the Switch. Mm. Uh, but that's neither here nor there. And then we've got Mario Odyssey. Um, coming in the fall, sometime around October, November. And that's pretty much it, as far as I know, for like the big Nintendo releases for the platform. Everything else is a year plus down the line. So, yep. It's, uh, it's a bit dry. A bit dry. Yeah. Uh, but moving on, I did want to talk for a second about Xbox because obviously this thing came out and the price was announced $499. Um, <laughs> And Josh and I agreed during the, during, you know, the presentation that like, that's it, like done deal. This is not going to do well. Um, what was your take on that price point? Yeah. I agree. Uh, <laughs> it's, it, it's too, it's crazy because the Xbox, like they're acting like they have a console that's in demand, which is just like mind blowing to me. Like by setting that kind of price point, when I looked uh, back in January, it was estimated that like Xbox had sold, Microsoft had sold about 26 million Xboxes to, I think it was 55 million PS4s. And I, I mean, people just don't, I I, I just, I was, I'm flabbergasted that they would think like it would be okay to release a console at that price point. When you look historically at consoles that are released anywhere near that price point, they, they don't do well. There's already, if they want an Xbox, there's already a cheaper version that they can get. Like I, 
I don't get it. I don't think it's going to do well. And then the Ars Technica article, Phil Spencer himself is like, yeah, we know this isn't going to do well. Like, it's so weird. Like, like then what, what are you is. doing? Well, so so you beat me to the punch. Yeah, so. I'm so sorry. I got, I got ahead of. <laughs> it's all right. Uh, Spencer was interviewed and he flat out said most people won't buy the Xbox One X. Still one of the worst titles I've ever heard for a console. One of the worst names for a console ever. Um so yeah, he, he doesn't expect the 249 Xbox One S to decline in popularity. But my question immediately becomes, if you thought most people wouldn't buy this, why are you releasing it? Exactly. And, and it's like, it makes even, sense. even if you think that, why say it? Like, so you don't hear Sony saying that about the PS4 Pro. Like, like why, why, why would you even say that? So the interesting thing here is that Sony actually has stats, release stats on the Pro. And they say that one in every five PlayStations that's purchased is a pro. It's pretty good. And that's pretty good. Um, but obviously the pro is 400. Mm -hmm. And this one's going to be 500. Right. So, yeah, I don't understand. I'm not sure who is Xbox targeting here exactly. Well, like, and it's... It's the weirdest thing, too, because Phil Spencer will get on there and tell you that, hey, and, and comparatively to, to a modern PC that is this capable, this thing is cheap. But nobody is comparing the price of a console to the price of a PC. Nobody cares. And those developers that are out there making games for consoles are going to make the game so that it runs on the lowest common denominator. They're not going right. to make the game that only runs on one fucking console that... I, they're going to be lucky if they sell 2 million of these. Especially one uh, console with half the install base of the PS4. Like, I, Yep. Well, not half. It's more like, because remember, the, like the less than Xbox half. One X is going to be even less than half. It's right, right. Like, no, you're right. You're right. A fourth or probably a sixth or something like that. The, and even still, a developer's not going to take the risk and not have it run on a regular old Xbox One. No, but here's the thing. The, the improvements, as as I see it, um, are going to come in one of two flavors. Um, an HD resolution pack, right? In other words, uh, higher textures for the mm -hmm. characters um, or a higher frame rate, maybe a slightly longer draw distance or something like that. I don't, you know, I, I agree with you guys. A developer isn't going to go out of his way to optimize something for the Xbox One X because it just doesn't make it just doesn't make sense. I don't see it doesn't make any financial do. sense. Yeah, yeah. And can we mention the fact that it looks like a PS2? Like, <laughs> can we just mention that just real quick? It, they Maybe they're trying to cause some confusion in the marketplace. <laughs> I think they're a little late for that. It, you know, like Phil Spencer said a couple of weird things. Like one of them was uh, they asked him about uh, VR. And the, well, more like the lack of, you know, Microsoft Xbox VR. And he said something, actually, hold on, I have it in my, I, I made a note of it. He said, we haven't had people climbing over us saying, hey, when can you deliver a family room VR experience? Uh, and it's like, no shit, you have, you're not selling consoles. No one's like asking you for <laughs> fucking anything. So like, why are you making another console that's like $200 more than like your, like, what? Why? Like, and I don't get it. Hold on, we've got we've got a question, so I'm going to answer this real quick. Jason is asking which is 400 and which is 500. The PlayStation Pro is 400. 350 Xbox, right now. Uh, oh, is it 350 right now? Right now it is. Yeah. 
uh, I guess there's a sale going on. The Xbox One X is going to be 500 when it releases. And uh, the FF7 remake, don't hold your breath on that one. That one is uh, like at least two years out, probably. Uh, yeah, Sony, did, what was that? Did we ever discuss it that uh, Square took it back from the developer they hired to make it? I, I mentioned it at one point. I think I mentioned it maybe during the when we were discussing the pre-show or something. But yeah, Sony took the development in-house. They were contracting it out to uh, CyberConnect, which mm-hmm. does a lot of other stuff. Um, most prominently, they worked on, in my mind, most prominently, they've worked on the Naruto fighting games, but they've done a lot of other stuff. Um, but yeah, so they brought the development in-house. It's going to be years out. For sure. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I just... I don't understand. I don't get it. Like, I, I don't understand. Like, if you've got the money to spend on, um, you, you, you know, either the Pro or Xbox One X, which, like I said, terrible name. Like, why <laughs> would you go with Microsoft when they have so few, like, high quality first party titles? They haven't told you anything about what's going to go on with VR. Um, top it all off, they're more expensive. Like, like there's, I, I see very little reason. Like, and, and the $500 price point, they put themselves in competition with, like, cheap uh, gaming PCs, you know? And it's like, well, if I'm already going to spend 500 bucks, why not get a gaming a cheap gaming PC? If I want to play it on my TV, like, whatever. I'll hook up an HDMI cord and, you know, I can use my an Xbox controller on it if I really want, you know, a console-like experience. Like, I, I don't know what market they think they're catering to yeah i i think the question that most consumers are going to ask themselves because if you're thinking of buying a console you're not gonna you're not gonna change lanes and all of a sudden buy a pc so i don't think that's really the issue the issue is should i buy should i spend 500 dollars on this xbox one x or should i spend 350 slash 400 on this playstation 4 pro and buy some games to go with it yeah. well and the thing is even if you're one of those people that wants the best of the best like how often are you actually going to get the best out of the one X? Oh, yeah. Right. Like, I mean, like I said, they're going to develop for the lowest common denominator. So. And, and that's the thing, right? Because if you care about being the best or having the best, you're probably going to have a PC. Yep. And, and Destiny's going to run at 30 frames a second on the pro and the one X. So like, it, it just, I don't see, it doesn't know. make any sense to me. Really odd. Uh, Jason is asking how much the PS3 and PS4 are now. I don't know how much the PS3 is, but the PS4 is on sale for two forty nine. Isn't the PS3 about to be discontinued? They're about to stop manufacturing. Yeah, I think they just sure. announced that they stopped manufacturing. Yeah, yeah, I think I'm they... sure that, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure the PS3 did, uh, like you guys said, just stop being manufactured. You might be able to find it online. Uh, it shouldn't be too expensive. But the PS4, just a, a base PS4, is about two fifty. It's a, it's a on sale right now. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it'd be three hundred. Yep. Uh, but I do want to keep it moving. Let's see. We have the Konami story. That's right. So uh, this is a really dick move uh, on Konami's part. They haven't been having a good year for the most part ever since um, they kicked out Kojima. Things haven't been going too well for them. Um, and a story is coming out right now that they're that they're reportedly blacklisting ex-employees across the entire Japanese video game industry, which is like, I, like such a dick move. Like anyone reading this will be will never want to work for them. 
Yeah, are they the Yakuza now? Is that? Yes, <laughs> they think they are. And then they're not even the ones that make the Yakuza games. Uh, that's Sega. Uh, so yeah, so the story came out basically saying that there in in Japan there is um, the health insurance. There's companies that specifically cater to the video game industry. So there are health insurance companies that cater um, to video game employees. And on the board of this company is someone who also sits on the board for Konami. A former employee of Konami tried to get health insurance through this company because essentially my understanding is it's just like one, one or two companies. But I think one is, is the major player. And uh, he was basically denied by this board employee, which is super fucked up. Um, and yeah, there's 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 other stories emerging as as this one has broken out. Other employees have come forward saying that um, you know, anytime they go work for another company, they basically get harassed by Konami to get rid of the employee. To the point where one person talked about having to go into the construction industry in between working in video games to try and basically throw Konami off the scent. So let me tell you something. I don't buy this. You don't and buy I, this? I, I don't. Uh, and I'm going to tell you why. It doesn't make sense. See, my cats, are. maybe you can hear them. They're so upset about the, the house. The story can't be valid. They're growling. I can't so, it, it doesn't, it, you know, Konami's a company. That they're there to make money. How does this help them make money? It doesn't. They're they're very vindictive. I mean, I've heard stories. But, Kojima has himself come out and said that, like for example, um, they monitor everyone's time super super closely. So like they know everything you're always doing. Like you can't. Okay, you know, that that's fine. But okay, actually taking that into account, if you're Konami, wouldn't you want to know when people? Because like the article talks about how Konami doesn't want people to mention that they worked for them on their resume. And it's like, well, if you're Konami, I would want people to mention me on my resume so that they do like a check for work history so that I know where they're at. So if any proprietary or confidential company information suddenly pops up at that company, I have, I kind of know who may have leaked it or whatever. Like, I, I just don't understand like what Konami gets like Konami, out, out of it. Konami is a very different company, right? Like in terms of business, there's a value associated with your books called Goodwill. Okay, so, you know, Goodwill has actual value. So I, I believe this story because they turned down a whole lot of Goodwill when Jeff Keighley tried to give an award to, to uh, Hideo Kojima and Konami refused to let him go to accept the award. This is true. I mean, they Which obviously is, do have uh, a beef with Kojima. There, I don't think there's any doubt about that. But, but such a dick move. Why stop the man from receiving an award? Like, how is that? Oh, no, that, that is a dick move. Don't get me wrong. But, like, why would you want to make it so people don't even want to come work for you? Like, just from a business standpoint, I, I, I'm i not saying it's not possible that the story is true. It just logically, to me, it doesn't make sense for it to be, like, this whole thing where, like, any employee that, like, leaves Konami, like, they try to blacklist them, you know? Yeah. My understanding is that Konami is such a powerhouse in Japan. They own health clubs they own pachinko parlors like they are they're a huge huge company uh beyond our limited scope of video games that i could see them swinging that kind of power i really could i'm also looking up real quick because i'm not sure if it's a publicly traded company or not um 
Oh, it looks the, like it is. It looks like it is traded though. So, because I was thinking it it's still run by the by the family that founded the company. So, that uh, might have something to do with it. I don't know, man. It just seems a little weird. And there's no. I'm sorry. I have to stop my cats from murdering each other. I'll be right back. <laughs> Is that is that a common problem for you? I don't think you can hear us now. <laughs> do do your cats not get along with each other? Is that what it is? Um, these two cats, I have three. These two sometimes get into it. Interesting. But um, what'd you say about my mother? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, sorry, Konami. Um, yeah. Where were we? They're great. Uh, I was fantastic. That, uh, you know, they're still run by the the family that founded the company. So, I think maybe there is some vindictiveness um, potentially there. But yeah, it's these are obviously just rumors. Um, yeah, because there aren't any sources named in the article. Really. No, I don't believe so. The, the the closest thing that's named is they named the company um, the health comp the health insurance company that's somebody right. applied. For unnamed um and listen i'm not here defending like you know a corporation i mean i i wouldn't put it past a corporation to do something uh unethical or immoral but this just it it seems to be to to hurt konami itself to not i would want to know if i'm a vindictive corporation i want to know where my ex-employees are so if like something similar to like patent that we had or something that maybe they were privy to comes up in that company i know who to fucking go after (laughs) like i I don't know. It sounds, Maybe you know what? Run, I, I no. bet you in like two weeks, Konami's going to reach out to you with a job offer. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I show up next podcast wearing a Konami like, shirt. Like, we need, to, uh, <laughs> we need you to dig up some dirt on uh, on this guy. Guys, why aren't we talking about Ikari Warriors uh, this week? <laughs> <laughs> so I want to find your Konami shirt and send it to you just so we can pull that off. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so that is more or less it for our regular stories. Oh, there is one more. That's right. There is one more. So this is kind of interesting. Um, there was an interview done of Jim Ryan. And, uh, if you're not familiar with who Jim Ryan is, don't feel bad. It's a very generic name, but he happens to be, (laughs) it is a very generic name, Jim Ryan. And it's two, and it's two first names. What kind of monster has two first names? And it's his fault for having it. That's right. Uh, so Jim Ryan is the uh, global boss of sales and marketing for Sony. Um, and so he was uh, recently interviewed by uh, GameIndustry.biz, um, which if you haven't heard of that website, check it out. They have some really good stuff. They're an industry website. And uh, they asked him a really interesting question. So I'm going to read to you real quick the question and his response. Um, what they asked him about was indie games. They said, you didn't really show any uh, indie games this year or last year. Uh, so now clearly indie games are coming to the PS4 all the time. So why aren't you showing them anymore? And his answer was, one of the things we have realized is, is that these video collages of 10 indie games shown in the minute is almost meaningless. Nobody can really learn anything about the game and that sort of time. It's almost viewed as a waste. Um, there's a time and place in the excuse me, in the early stages of the life of the PS4 to make statements. 
It was more about making a statement that we are serious about the Indies, and that we are doing this and that with the Indies, No Man's Sky, and so on and so forth, which broke out from that and carved its own niche. You know, right now we have tons of indie content on that platform, and the fact that we elected, along with many other things, such as Gran Turismo and Play Link, not to give its own spot on stage this week, in no way means it is not important, or it is not there, or we don't worry about it. It was just good to talk about in 2013 and 2014. It is less relevant now. We have VR to talk about now, for example. So believe it or not, this has stirred a little bit of controversy already on the NeoGAF forums. A lot of people are basically saying this guy's putting his foot in his mouth. Indies are super important. We should be talking about them. Uh, what's your take on this? Do you, do you think he's being reasonable or, uh, you know, that VR is the, is the new, new thing or... Should we be giving indies, you know, their time in the sun? Go ahead, Yahel. <laughs> <laughs> I think he comes off, especially like in the first, like two thirds of that whole big statement as very dismissive. Yes. Um, and uh, whether it was, you know, on purpose or not. And then later he like kind of corrects himself. It's hard to tell because, you know, we're just reading it. We're not getting the tone. Right. Um, there's probably a little bit of context missing, you know, in the conversation, just to be fair. But he, he definitely seems like dismissive. I mean, he just like he says it's not like as relevant anymore. Like those are the kind of words that like you use when you're trying to be dismissive, I feel like. Mm. Um, you know, and it's weird, like he makes it um unintentional or not, you know, uh he makes it sound like indie companies aren't gonna develop or, or indie studios aren't gonna develop any VR. He's like, it's not about the indie developers. It's about VR now. Like, it, um, there, there could be indie VR stuff. Right. <laughs> well, the, the interesting thing to me was that at their presentation, there wasn't that much VR stuff. Um, they had the VR game with the little cute mouse, I remember. And was there any other VR? Oh, and yeah. the uh, VR horror game. That was the other VR thing that they, that they showcased. They had a few. I can't remember them all off the top of my head, but there were there were probably five, six. Five, six, really? Yeah, there was that middle section was VR. Remember? Oh yeah, and they showed they showed the other one with the robot and the hand comes down. So yeah, yeah. okay, I guess there was like three or four. It, to me, it came yeah. off as a guy that feels like they need to have the uh, indie stuff available just to have it because if not, you know, Xbox will have it. So they need to have a they need to have a presence in that in that arena but they don't really care that much about it. Yeah, it's really odd. Um, I will say real quick that they tend to showcase the indie stuff a lot more in their own conference. Hello, Kat. Um, in their, um, the one that they have in California every year, uh, PlayStation, PlayStation Experience. Experience. Yep. Yeah, PlayStation Experience. So they tend to show off a lot more indie content there. But uh, Josh, what were you going to say? Um, I think, well, I think a couple of things. Number one, I think they felt a little burned last year by No Man's Sky uh, because they kind of dodged a bullet with No Man's Sky because a lot of that hate was starting to be directed at Sony and they threw their hands up and they're like, hey, look, we helped market this. We had nothing to do with its development. Mm -hmm. um, so they're probably that's a little gun point. Yeah, they're probably a little a gun. Point. They're probably a little gun shy there because they didn't know that No Man's Sky would blow up the way that it did. Right. Um, and then the other thing is, you know, you're talking about a market leader, right? You're talking about they've got, what, 80, 90 million consoles out there or something fucking ridiculous at this point compared to 
compared to Xbox's 30 million consoles. So like they, the indies are going to come to their platform because they're the number one, right? I mean, even even giving away Rocket League for free, look at how well Psionics is done because because of Sony's open indie policy, right? So, like, they don't really have to talk about it because they're the place that everybody wants to be. And finally, my last point, and we talked about this a little bit earlier, is that their pre- and post-shows that they did every day during E3 featured a lot of indie talent. Like, they featured a lot of indie talent. So if you weren't watching uh, the PlayStation Live stuff, you were missing out because they did. They really did show a lot of indie stuff. Yeah, so, I mean, two things there. First of all, I totally forgot to talk about Rocket League because Rocket League was announced for the Switch, and I thought that was a really smart move oh, on Nintendo's yeah, part. Yep. Um, and they said cross-play, uh, which is really huge. So they said cross-play between everything except PlayStation. So now, actually, there's pressure on PlayStation to stop being a curmudgeon and basically allow cross-play. And Rocket League mm-hmm. said, we're ready for it. it. You know, Sony just basically has to give us the permission to do this. Yeah. Um, so that was interesting. But uh, I will say this, you know, you make some very good points. I still yeah. think it was a little dismissive because Indies really set the PlayStation 4 apart when it first launched. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Which he points out. I mean, he, he even admits it, that that was a big deal initially. And it just seems like they're getting the cold shoulder now, now that they're like such a huge success. But, you know, as again, he points out, indies are constantly coming out on the console. And so I would think he would do them a little more justice. That's yeah. and, and, you know, he may have just stuck his foot in his mouth or maybe not meant it the way it came across, you know, uh, but uh, I, I I don't know. It, it just seemed like a very, at, at best, a poor choice of words. Yeah. Yeah. I I think in context, he was talking about the big stage. Um, yeah, it's possible, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, I feel like that's what he was talking about. I don't think he meant Sony's stance in general. I think he meant, look, we're giving our E3 presentation. We want to show the flashy shit. And right. we probably... We probably expected Xbox with Scorpio to start showing like a lot of flashy shit. So we wanted to match that. No, you, you make a good point because I mean, and I know this is like an older game, but let's say like, you know, you're CBS News and you're at E3 and PlayStation is showing Super Meat Boy or whatever. And you're like, wait, what? This is supposed to be running on a, you know, the latest console. You, you know what I mean? So I, I, I get where they're coming from in that respect. Because CBS News, like they don't fucking know. Hmm. Yep, exactly. That's for true. sure. That's true. Um, so that is, believe it or not, all the stories we have for you this week, the regular stories, um, obviously with E3 just being over, it's going to be a little while before we get hit with another sploosh of news, but, uh, but (laughs) there are two amazing what the fuck stories for you. Um, and the first one involves Atari of all companies. Basically Atari has teased that they are working on the new console. Now, we don't really have too many details on said console. Um, they released a little teaser video which shows off some like wood grain that I think alludes to obviously the original mm-hmm. Atari was 2600. Am I getting the number correct? That The original was the 2600, yes, correct. Yeah, so that one had a wood grain finish on it and I think that's what the illusion is here. Um, but otherwise, we don't really have too many details in this 21 second teaser video um it just says that uh, i think atari box or whatever is coming um and 
my only reply is basically what the fuck <laughs> like what are you doing atari um I, I think the only thing i read about it like the only thing is like which is still vague is like it's pc based right in that weird it's not android based or linux based or anything else it's pc based which so, is so what, is that, what does that mean pc based to you does that mean it's windows based or you mean like i'm X thinking it's another shitty, another shitty steam box I, yeah, you think I think that's what this that. is. Just a shitty steam box. I mean, it might be a nice wood grain steam box. <laughs> <laughs> Man, this is such a weird announcement, right? Because yeah, like you said, it's got the P. They're like, this is PC based, which doesn't make any sense at all. So, mm -hmm. what is it? An x86 processor? In that case, like the PS4 and Xbox One are PC based, right? Um, but uh, like the other weird thing is that like, who even knew that Atari had a CEO? Like, right? who knew? I who actually, knew? I did just because I've been doing research for the last few weeks about <laughs> Atari. <laughs> but like Atari is this company that has traded hands so many times in the mm -hmm. last 20 years that mm. who even knew where the fuck they were? Like at this point, it makes more sense for Sega to say we're announcing a new console <laughs> than for fucking Atari to say Atari, it. Right? Can you imagine <laughs> Sega rolling up its, arm, its like sleeves and being like, all right, guys, we're back. We're back. Yeah, they're like, they're like, hey, man. Dreamcast shows up. I'm back and I'm hold my beer. It over. Dreamcast two, motherfucker. <laughs> like, actually, I think people would lose their shit about that. Actually, yeah. <laughs> well, okay, okay. So, like, my thinking is like, it's so weird that they do this teaser. They announce it with no information whatsoever, right? So, like, why would they announce it now? Give no information. Like, what's the point other than to like cash in on you know it's it's around E3 or whatever? But I I, I just. I don't know. I, I don't understand like what they're getting out of doing it right now. That's a kick a Kickstarter in sixty days. Beyond, <laughs> I mean that. All that aside, right? What I really want to know is, it, you know, let's assume for just half a second that's not a Steam box because if it's a Steam box, then whatever, no one's going to care. Let's just assume for half a second that this is an actual console. Who in their right mind? thought that this was a good idea. Like, you know, there's room in this market for us to create our own console. Who's going to want to develop for it? Who's going to develop for it? I don't know. Atari. Atari is going to develop. Oh, great. ET2 uh, coming. coming Pac-Man 3 or something. I, I it, don't know. It, it costs a lot of goddamn money to make a fucking console. Like, yeah. you know what would be really funny is if they we find out that uh, Mike Kennedy is behind it. That would fucking crack. Does anybody know who Mike Kennedy is? Did I lose mm -hmm. everybody? I fucking lost uh, everybody. The, well, well, I I remember because you and I had a conversation about him. He's the one that had the Kickstarter for the, the retro VGS, retro console, right? Yeah. Retro VGS. So like, it would be really funny if like they're like Mike Kennedy is heading our new console hardware department. And everybody goes, oh fuck. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just it's really bizarre. I'm not sure. Like, I, I wish I was a fly on that wall where, like, the CEO was pitching the idea to the rest of the board. Like, you know what would really, you know, make our company great again? What would, what would, what would make us a household name again? A new console. That's what, that's what customers want, a new fucking console. Never mind that the Switch just came out, that there's going to be a new Xbox iteration, that PlayStation is selling, like, gangbusters. No, there's definitely room or a fourth console. Did you see how well the Ouya did? The Ouya did fantastic. We need to copy. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
what what is i mean what is even the last game that they made like well, they, have they made it so i mean so i and actually i i, I said that hasbro owned it but hasbro doesn't own them anymore it's uh infogrames that uh owns uh atari now and... infogrames is still around yeah man. <laughs> like they they were a huge name in the 90s but i haven't even heard of them in forever yeah, so they're like, uh, let me let me just verify, make sure my alcohol hasn't ruined my memory. Yeah, so they yeah they they bought them from Hasbro in two thousand one. Yep. Um, so yeah, I don't know like how much money they're going to be able to provide, but I mean, uh, I I don't know. It's weird. I mean, I uh, so they they have some backing, you know. Um, I I, I just it's so weird because like you said. A console is not cheap to make, you know. Right. Um, e- even if they, like they were doing like a Steam box or whatever, they still you know have to get the molding done, you know. And there's marketing like like that. That's not cheap. Like th- th- there's no way to put out a, a console without spending a shit ton of money. And look, even if we assume that this is a Steam box, that's also a terrible idea. The Steam boxes haven't sold well. Right. No one, no one is chomping at the bits to buy a Steam box. Okay. So what would it take? For Atari's console to get your money. Jesus. Just real quick, just food for thought. So I decided to look at what games produced by Atari are currently on the PlayStation Network. Star Raiders. Anybody? Nope. Uh, Warlords. Anybody? Nope. Really old. Alone in the Dark, uh, The New Nightmare, which most of us have probably heard of, but didn't do great. And Ghostbusters Sanctum of Slime. They have four games on PSN. Four. I appreciate, though, that Sanctum of Slime, you know, is an acronym for SOS. That's clever. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they're going to sell out and go bankrupt again after this. This is ridiculous. Like, what would it fucking take to get, like, your money? Oh, my God. I mean... What? The, the fact that they said it's PC-based makes me think that it's not going to be low-end and it's not going to be a retro thing. It makes me think that they're going for a somewhat high-end console. I mean, you know, obviously Atari has a lot of name brand recognition. A lot of people are familiar with the name. But anyone who, you know, has bought a video game in the last, let's say, 10 years is going to be like, wait, Atari is doing what? Yeah, why would I buy a console from them? I mean, isn't like Atari feature like in the last Blade Runner? Uh, oh, yeah, trailer? that trailer. Yeah, that's right. They were. Yeah, in that can't trailer. be a coincidence. That's fucking weird. Now that you mention it, they announced. Wait, they're featured in the uh, Blade yeah the Blade Runner trailer? trailer. Yeah, they must have done yeah. like some kind of marketing deal with them. Interesting. So maybe, that maybe is, something's a great point here. <laughs> I'm gonna have to look into this trailer thing. But I mean, yeah, I, I'll be honest. If it looks okay and it's like less than a PS4 or something like that, I'll probably like get it just for like novelty's sake. I mean, I, yeah, I just, I'm with you. I, I don't know, man. Like, I, I like Atari. I just, I just got an Atari Jaguar uh, a few days ago. Um, and I don't know, man. I mean, that's for like research purposes. Yes, that's, that's what I'm telling people that it's <laughs> but i don't know man like something about it it was a like back in puerto rico man like when i was like eight years old that was the first console we had mm-hmm. and uh, so I, I it'd be great to see them do well but this seems like the fucking dumbest thing they could do <laughs> wait yeah. till the next console cycle or something i i, I don't 
just well obviously we're going to keep an eye on this one very closely um i want to know more i just if if only to laugh at it i want to know what the hell the internals are and what kind of games sam trimble is going to get the last laugh yeah yeah we'll see about that we're going to find um, out it's some fucking amazing thing that they've been holding on to. Like, they, they have the secret to quantum computing. So, like, nothing, yeah, okay. nothing else can even fucking compete with it. It's an maybe, actual 64-bit Jaguar. Maybe maybe in an alternate universe, but not in this one, that's for sure. I, um, ironic, ironically, Mike Kennedy owns all the molds for the Atari Jaguar, too. So. Oh, man. <laughs> so... Uh, one more what the fuck story for you. Um, and this is more along the lines of our standard what the fuck stories. Um, a new game has been announced called Dream Dads. And um, it's pretty much exactly what you think it is. It's a dating sim style game where you play a dad who moves into a neighborhood of other dads that you can then date um, and court. <laughs> um and it's being voiced by the uh, the people behind Game Grumps are going to be voicing all the characters. I don't know why. I'll be totally honest. I'm not. I don't watch a lot of Game Grumps. I'm familiar with them. I've seen a few of their things, but I'm not like a big fan or anything. So, is this? Do you guys know? Do you? It's like par for the course for what kind of humor they have, or I don't know. I don't know them. Yeah, uh... I, I've, I've watched like maybe like maybe like. Uh, eight to ten of their videos total, something in that range. And this seems like something up their alley. Were they like really into had a full boyfriend or I, I, don't, I don't know. Are <laughs> you familiar with, with a tofu boyfriend, Yahoo? No. Oh, it's it's a it's a another dating simulator game where you date birds. But you're oh, a human. Man. So, so listen, you're a human. I love like shitty uh, visual novel dating sims. Like uh, oh, this is right up your alley, but this is like done kind of tongue in cheek. Oh yeah, yeah, good. Um, but yeah, think- so you should check that one out. It's not expensive or anything, and yeah, you're a human dating birds, like pigeons and shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I don't this- know, man. Like, I I think this game will be fun. You know? <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure it'll be like probably like have like five different endings. Like each one probably takes you like. 20 30 minutes to get through you know or whatever like it'll be a fun waste of time and i mean those this is probably like the the perfect kind of game for them to like do because from what i've seen from their videos like i can and no disrespect to those guys but i can maybe watch about like 10 minutes of their videos and be entertained and after that i'm kind of like i'm kind of over it so (laughs) this is good like a short little like you know concise episodes you know or whatever different routes i think i bet it'll do really well with their audience yeah, so the, these are the uh, selling points uh, for the game. Uh, seven dateable dads. There's a, there's a dad character creator, so you can create your dad Sona. Uh, there are multiple endings per dad. Um, it's obviously voiced by the people of Game Grumps. Um, and dad-themed mini and micro games through each date path. Um as well as so many dad puns, like to the point where it made us all uncomfortable. And finally, secrets with a lot of S's. Like secrets. So, I think it'll be fine, man. Uh, you know, good for those guys. Uh, hey, man, they're doing, not? they're making Why a living, making, their, making YouTube videos, and now uh, shitty, and I say shitty in the best way possible, shitty <laughs> dating sim, like good for them. 
Yeah, why not? Why not? So uh, we're actually finishing pretty early for us anyway. So uh, we're going to just to just to mix things up real quick. One game that you guys are playing this week that has your attention. What is it? I'll go first. Um, I started playing um, Tides of Numeria again. I had I got like two hours in and then I got annoyed with something and I stopped playing it and I went back and I got myself rehooked. And what, what series is that in? Tides of Numeria. It's basically like a spiritual successor to Planescape Torment. That's right. Okay. Yeah. I know what yeah, you're So about. it's it's your isometric view. Uh, Western style RPG that is super text heavy, a lot of reading, um, but I love it. And it's set in a super crazy world. Um, and you are basically like, there's this immortal being that keeps jump jumping from body to body. Like he keeps creating bodies and moving his consciousness from each one. But when he leaves one body and jumps to the next, the former body uh, gains its own sentience. And so you are the last cast off. You are the last shell, the most hmm. recent shell of this being, almost like a god. Um, and uh, there's this monster hunting all of you called the Sorrow. And you got to figure out what the fuck's going on and how to not die. And it's really cool. Gotcha. Okay. Sounds cool. Yeah. You want me to go? Okay. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I know what game you're, you're playing, but... Uh. <laughs> yeah. So as you guys know, I've been playing uh, PlayerUnknown Battlegrounds, and I can't stop myself from playing it. It's uh, it's terribly addictive, and I'm not usually a, I'm not usually into this kind of game, so it's mm -hmm. a little surprising how hard it's grabbed me. But uh, if you don't know, it's a, it's a battle arena game. It's a, what do you call it, uh, like the Hunger Games. Uh, well, but talk about the scale of it real quick, because that doesn't saying battle royale doesn't mean anything to people. So, how big is each match? Um, well, I mean, so it's one one death, right? So, like each match lasts as long as you last. Right, right. Um, but I'm saying, what is the starting number of players in each match? Oh, yeah. I'm trying to get you to say. Yeah, there's almost a hundred every match. So it there starts off. Uh, it's usually 98 to 99 people, sometimes just a little bit less than that. Um, you all get on an AC-130, which is a which is an airplane, and you parachute out onto this great big ass island. Um, and you're you're on the ground with absolutely nothing uh, to your name. You don't have a gun, you don't have weapons, you don't have armor, you don't have anything. And you have to kind of like The Last of Us, you search houses and stuff uh, for guns and armor and all that other good stuff. Uh, you know, medical supplies, energy drinks, painkillers. Um, and it's super tense. And the whole time you're playing, the battleground is shrinking. So you all start on this big island somewhere, and then there's a circle that appears, and everybody has to get within the circle or they die. And then two minutes later, that another circle appears, and it's even smaller. And it just forces you together in a way that uh, makes the last moments of the game, like, Super, super tense. I scored third yesterday in a nice. game, and I and I was, like, jumping out of my chair. I'm like, woo! Yeah! <laughs> okay, now uh, that screenshot makes way more sense why you were so excited. I didn't realize <laughs> it was, like, out of 100 people. <laughs> yeah, but I, I scored third out of 100 people. Now, the other cool thing about this game is it's not like Overwatch, right? It's not about, it's not about kill-death ratio. It's not about 
getting the most kills. It's not about being the sharpest. Well, it is kind of about being the sharpest shot sometimes, but it's about strategy. You need to find places to camp out. You need to find, you know, good strategic locations to defend. Um, so like I had a moment and you can watch this stuff on my geek ranch YouTube channel, but like I had a moment where I was hiding in a bathroom, fucking John Travolta style Pulp Fiction and the door opens and I just sprayed that motherfucker with an Uzi. And it was, it was just, <laughs> it was so great. I, I don't know. Like it's so tense. Cause the sound design is awesome. You can hear distant gunshots. You can tell how close people are mm. uh, when they're walking. Um, you can tell, you know, you, you hear everything very, very, very clearly. There's do no you, music. I was going to say, What's do you that? get anything for being third? Is there a prize of some sort? So you gain points based on how many people you kill and how, what place you make it to. So I think for being third, I got 400 and some points, which I can use to buy loot chests. So much like, much like you see in Overwatch or something. But you what get. do the loot chests get you because you start on the island with nothing? They get you different outfits uh, so you can look different. So it's cosmetic uh, stuff. Yeah, it's mostly, yeah, it's cosmetic stuff. You can have sunglasses and do rags and all that other shit. Mm. Um, but I, like, when I'm not playing that game, I'm thinking about it. And then when I get pissed at that game when I'm playing, I'll sit down and watch TV for 30 minutes and then be like, I need to jump back in and I'll get back <laughs> on the computer and start playing it again. It's, it's the awesome. craziest thing. It's nice. just, it's a great game. It's, it's really addictive. That's awesome, man. I might check it out. I, before you mentioned it in our chat, like I hadn't even heard of it somehow. And uh, I didn't, honestly, I didn't get why you were so into it. I was like, this seems like an FPS. Like who cares? Like, uh, it sounds awesome though, man. It's su yeah, it's super tense. And when you win a firefight, you just feel like the biggest badass in the world. Yeah, it's it's sort of the uh, darling of the uh, PC gaming community right now. Yeah, it was mentioned on so many podcasts. So many people were talking about playing it. And I'm like, I finally, I was like, I have to play this goddamn game. Hmm. I don't know and, how I didn't even hear about it. Yeah, so I, I had to play it and I, and I love not it. Not one of the what cool you, kids, yeah. I guess not, yeah. man. I'm old, what, man. You're out of the loop. What are you playing, yeah? Well, he's playing Jaguar. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> I, I should have... You should have gone last. Um, so, uh, yeah, I am playing Jaguar this weekend for research purposes, but I'm just going to play a little bit uh, of Cybermorph. I know, terrible. I, ha but, uh, I have Cybermorph. That's, that's a bad game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I've actually been playing um, through Super Wind Commander on the 3DO, um, just because I had never... Oh! Played, yeah, I had never played Super Wind Commander. Um, you know, obviously not talking about the Super Nintendo version. That version's not good Garbage. um but uh and i've been playing rocket league a lot lately actually uh with a buddy of mine okay. um yeah, which i'm really really digging it's it's fun to play when you're drunk because you can still yes. be okay at it you yes. know or at least you think you could you have a chance of being okay at it um i got a question for you about super wing commander how does it compare to the sega cd version um i never played the sega cd version okay so, but it's like vo it's voice acted and all that good stuff so they updated the graphics um so it's uh like and they actually changed um the look of some of the people a little bit they did like little tweaks but it's just it's just like better graphics it's basically just like the pc version of wing commander just with uh better graphics basically and actual voice acting gotcha. so you don't have to like sit there reading the text but it's awesome man um it's a lot of fun like i actually bought like the entire wing commander series on gog uh a few weeks ago and then actually a couple months ago and then i ended up snagging the super one commander for 3do so i switched to that and 
It's awesome, man. But I've always loved the Wing Commander series. I just me too. Well, Wing Commander Four is one of my favorites of all time. Yeah, yeah. Movie. Oh, the trailer for it, like when Malcolm McDowell's like, "The price of freedom is a turn off vigilance." Oh yeah, so good, so good. Awesome. He yeah, makes anything, no. no matter how cheesy, sound good. Yeah, and I mean, at the time, like he was, he had just been in Star Trek Generations. Yes, Doctor Soren. Yeah, he was Doctor Soren. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm totally with you. I totally agree. Uh, yeah. Just. Re- just real quick, if you need some games for research, I've got some Jaguar games lying around. I think I got, I think I have Alien versus Predator and Doom and some other. Uh, check. Oh yeah, oh, you have good ones. I have, <laughs> I have about six shit games, and I've got like two good games. So. I have, a, I have a buddy of mine that's gonna send me. Um, he he's got Aliens, and uh, I know a guy who I'm pretty sure has, uh, Doom and. Uh, Oh, some fighting game that I can't remember the name of right now. So I should be okay. Um, I'm, I'm trying not to cover the games too, too much, but I just want to play through some just to like remember the shitty, I mean, the great controller. <laughs> <laughs> the great controller. That controller is weird to hold. Yeah, that controller's yeah. bad. But yeah, I always I always think that Jaguar's a little underrated. Like I remember playing it at a friend's house. I never had one when it came out, but I remember thinking it was pretty cool, just not as cool as, as Atari told me it was going to be. Mm. Oh yeah, for sure. No, I'm much like that. the Nintendo and Switch. <laughs> I'd love to have a Jaguar CD too, but they want like eight hundred dollars. Yeah, they're crazy. They're crazy, and they're all broken too. Like most of them. Yep. Interesting. All right, gents. Unfortunately, that is all the time we have for this week. As always, make sure you hit like, subscribe, comment below. Uh, we'd love to hear from you guys, and hit us up on Twitter at Hack Podcast. Uh, until next time. I have been your host, Michael Schluger. Josh Irwin. And I'm your help. Have a great week of gaming. There's a lot of keys for for us. This has been a production of the GWW Radio Network. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Also, check out Geeks Worldwide at thegww.com for all the latest news, reviews, and opinions on video games, comics, movies, TV, cosplay, and more. Geeks, assemble!